Attention wrestling fans, you're now about to listen to the men coming down the aisle from the main streets of South Elgin, Illinois, with a microphone in his hand and questions on his mind. This is What Do You Say with D. DJ. Welcome to episode 24 of What Do You Say with DDJ. As always, I am your host, DDJ. Um, 24 episodes in, and uh, thank you guys so much for being a part of this wild and crazy ride. Uh, and I'm going to get right to it. My guest this week is someone who has been on this show before. In fact, if you uh, want to catch his previous appearance, go back into the archives of uh, the Pro Wrestling Junkies Pod Squad. Type in Pro Wrestling Junkies wherever you get your podcast. And uh, look up episode three of What Do You Say with DDJ, because coming back uh, for an appearance is my very good friend, Mr. John Bullard, the owner slash promoter of Chicagoland Championship Wrestling. It's going to be a very fun uh, show. We're going to talk about uh, the reception he's gotten from uh, the show in October being uh, available on Amazon Prime. We're going to talk about the uh, upcoming April 17th show. We're going to talk about some uh, really inspirational stuff and uh, keep an eye out for the podcast because uh, there is an announcement in the show, a pretty big announcement concerning yours truly. Uh, So grab your favorite drink, grab something to eat, get comfy, sit back and relax and enjoy episode 24 of What Do You Say with DDJ? My uh, guest this week, Mr. John Bullard. This is rock star Johnny Nye and you're listening to What Do You Say? with DDJ and make sure you catch the newest episode featuring yours truly what other reason could you possibly need to tune in outside of the fact that I'm on it I mean come on people and for those of you who don't tune in be gone all right uh we're here I'm here with another episode of what do you say with DDJ and uh joining me again uh is my not only is uh he the owner and promoter of chicagoland championship wrestling he's actually become a very to quote mean gene okerlund a very dear close personal longtime friend of mine um um he he was uh previously on my show in episode three if you haven't heard it or if you want to hear it again please go back and uh wherever you get your favorite podcast and uh uh, listen to it there or you can also watch the episode on youtube uh joining me this week is uh once again is john bullard john how you doing Doing very good. Dennis, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great, man. It's, you know, just enjoying the uh, seemingly nice weather we're having for this time of year. You know, a little bit of a break from the snow and the ice and all that cold and everything and stuff. So. Yeah, man, weird for like perfect weather in January. I'm not complaining. You know, growing up as a South Florida kid, I'm, I'm actually kind of happy to see, you know, not all the snow and ice on the ground. I could live with that, you know. So, uh, yeah, not we're, we're having a pretty good winter month so, so, uh, so far. Now, I've been a Northern Illinois guy my whole life, and I'm always happy to see this kind of weather this time of year. So I've never been a fan of it. <laughs> Me either. <laughs> so let's get right into it. Um, yeah. So when we last uh, chatted, it was about uh, a few weeks before the show on October 3rd. 
And, you know, obviously since then the show is coming on and it's premiered on a variety of platforms such as Amazon Prime, Fight.TV, Powered 4 TV. Um, so, uh, John, tell me what the reception's been like from not only uh, the fans that you've talked to, but also uh, the wrestlers that were on the show and just people that you've uh, spoken to you in general about it. You know, it's, it's, it's humbling because, you know, we did this show and when we talked to the fans at the show, mm-hmm. there were so many fans when I was in the crowd walking through just to check on people because as a promoter, I've always felt like outside of taking care of business backstage, you know, it's important to be there to talk to the crowd, see how the crowd's liking things. And I had so many crowd members walk up to me and go, man, this was the type of wrestling I grew up watching back in the 80s and 90s mm-hmm. that made me love professional wrestling. You're not making a mockery of it. You're not going out of your way to do, you know, uh, adult ultra graphic content. You know, you're, you're good wrestling with good stories. And people really took a liking to it. Uh, the reviews so far have been pretty excellent. Uh, I've talked to some fans from the United Kingdom that's watched our show. Wow. Uh, one, actually, uh, his name is David. Uh, he actually got a subscription to Amazon Prime just to watch our show. Oh, wow. And he messaged me the other day. I'll, sc- I'll send you the screenshots of this. Oh, and yeah. his exact words were, hey, Mike, go- is uh, Amazon Prime hit a watch? And then about two hours later, I messaged him. I was like, so what do you think of the show? And I was kind of like worried. I'm like, oh, man, he's going to probably hate this. And he's like, that was damn good. He's like, this is, this was really good. He's like, when's your next event? And I was like, well, in April, he's like, well, I'll tell you what, uh, if COVID doesn't have any restrictions on UK traveling, you know, him and some of his friends were actually thinking about taking a flight to the United States just to go to see some wrestling shows here and there. And we were, were one of the landmarks they want to go see, which is it's so humbling as you're sitting back thinking about it. Like you're going to fly all the way just to see me like, really, you know, and, you know, you have a friend uh, yourself that's uh, coming out of Texas. Yeah, to my come buddy. See yeah. our next show. Yeah, yeah I mean, just, You know, uh, the very first show we had fans from um, Missouri. Uh, we had one fan drove all the way up from Florida. Uh, we had a fan from Kentucky. We had fans from Illinois, of course, Wisconsin, uh, just all over. And and you know, usually you see that at like super indie fed type promotions, and here we are just doing old school Americana, you know, TV studio wrestling. And to see that that style of wrestling really draws a crowd that wants to see that presentation, man, it just, it just makes me, makes my heart warm as, as an old school wrestling fan and someone who's been in the business for a long time to see that many people want to hold on. And not only that, but bring their, their kids and family to see that type of wrestling show. So that way they could they could also get introduced to uh, I'm sorry introduced to old school wrestling and that that you know that style and April you know we got we got some pretty cool stuff coming up in April I'm um, so hoping fingers crossed that we can have our show in April I know right now uh, COVID is still spiking all over the Midwest uh, but I'm hoping that we can do this. And because we have, man, we're probably going to go over this card on the show, but just the matches we have lined up, if people thought the October show was great, I truly do believe in my heart that the April show will blow October out of the water. Wow. 
that's saying something because having been at that show and talking to you about it personally, yeah, that was phenomenal show. So if it's, this is going to be blow October out of the water. I can't wait. No, same here. I mean, you know, it's funny when, when you talk to a lot of promoters, they're kind of more of antsy of getting the show over with. Hmm. I'm actually looking forward to this show as not only as a promoter and only as a producer, but also putting myself in the perspective of if I was a wrestling fan, I'm excited just for the matches we put together because I know how good those matches are going to be. You know, the, the matchups that we got, uh, the caliber of talent that we're using, uh, the international uh, travelers that we got planned coming up uh, that's going to be working with us from Mexico. Um, and also we got some other companies that we're going to be working with uh, from Japan uh, that are going to be coming in too. This is going to be something special. All right. Well, we're going to, we're going to talk about, obviously spend some time talking about the April show and stuff in a little bit, but uh, one thing I also wanted to, if you could elaborate a little bit more on was recently you had an announcement where you went live on Facebook and you announced that uh, you, along with a buddy of yours, uh, were going to be opening up a, uh, almost like something similar to what the WWE does with like their performance center. You know, you get yes. these guys, getting these guys ready for uh, CCW. Uh, tell me and my audience, my, my fans or followers, whatever you want to call them, people that listen to the show, um, just like what, uh, how did that come about and what was the process like? Well, it's all the DDJ army out there uh, that are listening. Uh, I like that DDJ army. Yeah, the DDJ Army. We got to get, we got to, we got to get a license that. You got to get that made in the T-shirt. I'm telling you. you <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Luis Ramos. Uh, he runs uh, Wrestle League. Uh, Wrestle League is going to be our developmental uh, promotion program uh, that will bring up the future of Chicago wrestling. Uh, the wrestling school that he runs is uh, Hybrid Martial Arts. Uh, it's in Chicago, mm-hmm. and. Great facility, as you've seen on the video. Yeah, it was it has, really cool. It was really neat. I you know, one of the few wrestling schools where, as a wrestler, you go in there, you can train not only in pro wrestling, but you can train in Muay Thai, you can train in boxing, you can train in jiu-jitsu, catch wrestling, um, all different martial arts uh, uh, styles. And, of course, as you've seen how wrestling has evolved lately, a lot of wrestlers are, are very hybrid athletes. You know, they can wrestle multiple styles. Yeah. And I feel like it's valuable for a wrestler to learn that. Because, you know, if you go to Japan, you know, the Japanese do wrestle very martial arts style. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of strong, strong kicks, uh, you know, very stiff, very physical. Um, so uh, the school uh, has been running for a good while now. And as partnering with them, it gives our talent a place to go train at, but also for a lot of the wrestling fans that was at the show that was asking me about uh, schools to go get trained at, um, you know, we're going to be sending uh, them to uh, hybrid to get trained properly. Uh, Ewok, uh, Desmond DeMont, uh, he trains there. Uh, You know, uh, Mr. Made for TV, uh, Tully Bertorelli, you know, man known as Tully Vision. You know, he goes there, pump iron, uh, body slam guys. You know, uh, we also, our champion, Chris Logan, the Shogun, mm-hmm. uh, he actually is uh, one of the guys who mentors uh, the young wrestlers there. So they're in good hands with, with our champion being there to watch over him and, and critique stuff. Uh, Luis Ramos, you know, he's been wrestling for a long time, wrestled in Puerto Rico, uh, wrestled all over Chicago. 
So he has, you know, a background and what it takes to be a solid in-ring worker and a wrestler, you know, so I, I think it's a win-win situation. You want to see a lot of uh, talent from Wrestle League will be coming up into Chicagoland and myself and a few other guys from Chicagoland will be uh, present at the Wrestle League shows, uh, of course, evaluating talent and, and working with them to get them ready for the dance. Gotcha. So, uh, so when you talk about like he, uh, evaluating, you know, talent, you know, your, the, t- the talents that they have over that Lu- Luis has over at uh wrestle league and stuff, what are some of the things that like you're, that you yourself are going to be looking for when, uh, you know, d- deciding on as this guy, you know, that is this guy ready for CCW? Like what's some of the criteria you have? Heart determination, uh, how bad they want it. Mm-hmm. Do they show up to training? Do they, they, do they put in the hours of work? Do they go in and uh, become a sponge to learn? Uh, that's one thing, uh, not only for myself to look at for talent, that's why that's I look for talent that comes to work for me. Mm-hmm. You know, are, are they coachable? If I sit down and watch your match and if I didn't like something, would you sit down and listen to me at least break stuff down to you and explain why uh, I didn't think it worked and what can be done to make it better? Uh, and that's not only something that I do. That's what WWE does at the performance center themselves. Mm-hmm. They they coach their their talent on what they need to work on. Heart uh, determination, uh, skills. If they have the ability to, uh, you know, anybody could do a flip, but can they actually captivate a crowd with a headlock and get everyone uh, worked into it and and do very well working television style because. There is a difference in, in television style of wrestling and the common independent wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's a little bit of the criteria that I look for. But definitely heart and determination and coachability. Those three are, are my big things I look for. If you give me someone who's coachable and you give me someone who has the determination to become better, then I will spend every single day I can with them to help them out. That's really good because it, it, just hearing that kind of always mirrored what I – had heard in my previous places of employment, you know, in terms, of especially moving on up, you know, you want someone that's got heart, you want someone that's going to put in the work, you want someone that's going to, you know, be a sponge and soak up everything in that. So it's just, it's, it's, so, so hearing that it not only applies, I think, into, in the world of professional wrestling, but really it applies to life. Yeah, absolutely. It does. That's yeah, so, you know. uh, so you mentioned uh, one of the uh, guys that, you know, you love having on board, you know, to help mentor these guys that, you know, uh, training at Wrestle League was uh, your champion, Chris Logan. Um, uh, I want to go back to the show in October after he had won the championship. I can say that now because the show has been out for a while, so it's no longer a spoiler um, and stuff. You came out and said a few nice things, and then literally you had most of the roster, you know, kind of surround the ring, you know, banging on the mat, that kind of thing is almost a sign of respect to Chris for everything he's done. Uh, what, how did you come up with that idea, and uh, what, did, what, was, uh, what did Chris say to you in response to that after the show was over, if anything? Well, the thing was the, uh, the whole coming out and banging on the ring, that wasn't planned. Oh, wow. That was a in-the-moment respect to a guy who's, who's paved the way. Mm-hmm. Um, funny thing is, uh, you know, I'm not trying to break the fourth wall by, by any means. <laughs> uh, Chris didn't know he was going to be the champion until literally the day of the show. Oh, wow. So, 
my message to him was see you at the show and and good luck champ and he it was dot 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 champ <laughs> <laughs> i was like I'll, I'll see you there you know and but uh no it was it was our respect to the guy um chris is is to me when someone asked me the uh if there was one person that represents what Chicago land is about, mm-hmm. I look at him and I'll tell you why. If 2020 gave someone the worst year ever and they came back fighting, it's him. The man lost his mother to cancer. Mm. If I am correct, I believe it is. And Chris Fiston, I do apologize. But he lost his mother. He got COVID himself. And then on top of it, the man is a police officer mm-hmm. that is in one of the roughest cities in all of America. So you couldn't ask for, for a better representation of a human being that took all the worst negativities that the world could throw at him in one year and still show up and put in the work and put a company on his back and put in the effort right along with everybody else but his leadership that he he, he the validation of that man is his leadership and how he helps other people chris logan isn't one of those selfish guys that's what about me he's always been what can i do to help out the other person what can i do to help out this company what can i do to uh, to give advice to the the, the green kids who, who don't have the experience yet, but I want to make sure that they be successful in this business. He's that guy. He's a teacher. And to me, that is such a rarity to find in this business. There's a lot of veterans and there's a lot of good veterans, but there's a lot of them that don't want to teach the next generation. There's a lot of older guys that kind of get us a chip on their shoulder belt kids. But guys like himself, guys like Vic Capri, you know, they they know for this business to last and for this business to continue, you have to teach. You have to be a mentor. You have to step back and give advice and help out the kids who want advice, the kids that want to learn. You know, the sponges, the, the people who want to soak in the knowledge. And that's when I looked at him, I, I was like, you know what? Couldn't happen. Could the belt being on his waist couldn't ask for a better guy for, for to be a champion. And really the three guys were in that main event. Any company would proud, be proud to have him as champion. Gerson Creed is a hell of a talent. Yes, Marche sir. Rocket is is probably right now the most well-known wrestler in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And you have Chris Logan, who's been this, this hidden gem, in my opinion, uh, in the city for so long. And now people are getting to know who he is. And, you know, all those guys, man, everyone in that company, you know, they, they worked hard. And, you know, no, that moment, with uh, Chris, with everybody banging on the mat, no, that was that was in the moment of, of paying respect to the guy. Right, and I just remember being just like being one of those ones because I was close enough to the ring to be able, and it's just it was so cool to be a part of something like that because it just I could I I I felt I felt it I sensed it I just I the, the love and respect and everything, and it was just after actually having given the chance to talk to him for a little bit you know, after the show for the little th- to the little interview show that I did afterwards, you know, and I could just tell 
Like I remember going up to him, was like, "Hey, would you mind doing an interview with me for a couple minutes?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah. Do you want me to get the belt?" And I'm like, "Absolutely." You know, and he came out and just it was just it was so cool. And I can I like having those two minutes I had with him. I can see why you and the rest of the guys you know, CCW have that kind of respect. Cause I just, I, I felt that in just those two minutes I had with him. So. Absolutely. He's a man of honor. Very much so. Um, so uh, you, one of the names that you had mentioned uh, uh, just now was uh, Vic Capri. And I know he was supposed to be part of the first show. And I believe he had to pull out due to injury. Uh, what's the latest on his status? If you've heard anything. Last time I talked to uh, Capri, uh, he was uh, rehabbing his injury. Uh, if I'm correct, he tore his tricep, Ooh. which is one of the worst injuries anyone can get, no matter if you're a 19-year-old kid to a 50-year-old man. Mm-hmm. Tearing your tricep is not a cakewalk. No. And he's, he's already rehabilitating himself. He's working out. You know, he's getting himself for, you know, ready for an uh, in-ring return. The man is a cyborg. I'm telling you, <laughs> that that's one of the toughest guys anyone can encounter. Um, but yes, pretty soon you you all will be seeing him in Chicagoland. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, I happened to see him uh, wrestle once. Uh, it was the uh, actually ended up being the very last match of that PCW Pro Championship Wrestling ever, uh, you know, put on. Um, and that, and it's just the, he, the, la- the one thing I remember from that was he was in a match where he fought his opponent. He, they were fighting all over the, the place and he ended up fall like taking a bump from like, so, like some upper bleachers and through a table. And then I remember my best friend and I were talking to him after the show and it's just like the time, I mean, he could have easily been in the back, you know, icing himself down or whatever, but he still took the time after taking that bump, you know, to still come out and talk to the fans after the show and gained a hell of a lot of respect from that, that, that night. So I, Definitely can't wait to see him in CCW. Oh, absolutely. You know, one of the legit true legends in Chicago. Yeah. So, uh, um, so one of the things uh, before we're getting close to the time, time to talk about the show is, is um, one of the things that always entertains me on fa- when I get on Facebook and I see some of your posts is when a certain um, uh, friend of mine named by the name of PL Myers uh, responds and, you know, on behalf of his crew, the Chicago connection, I just got to ask you, uh, what it, what are what is it what do you, what what goes through your mind when you post something on Facebook and then you get a notification saying PL Myers has replied to your post? What 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 initially goes through your mind? This again? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I mean, I, I respect PL Myers, but it's it was one of those like, hey, it's something great, and I know. And the funny thing is, I got now my stomach filling on stuff. Uh-huh. I'm like. It was counting in my head like five, four, three, and notification. And it's like, <laughs> and, and, and it always happens like, oh, yes, well, Mr. Bullard, this is great. This is P.L. Myers. And, uh, you know, I'm the, you know, he, he goes in through his whole spill, you know, right. by April 17th, Jonathan Hudson will cream so and so, you know, and it's, 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 it's uh, comical, but yet, you know, the Chicago connection is a dangerous group of guys. So, you can laugh one minute, but yet you have to kind of worry if your skull is going to get cracked open with a mailbox next. Right, right. So, yeah. You know, so, with him, Cognito Jones, mm-hmm. uh, the Kingpin, you know, and, and, and John Hudson himself, who's like a, like a Terminator. Oh, my you God. Know, he, have you seen his uh, videos he's been posting on Facebook as of late? My God. Yeah, he's he's like a he, – he's like a, just unreal. It's just unreal just what this guy's doing, you know, for you know doing right now yeah 
You know, it's uh, his, he has taken this debut mm-hmm. more, I think probably more serious than anything he's done in his life. And his opponent is no pushover. And we'll talk about his opponent too. His opponent is right up there, collegiate All-American wrestling champion, you know, four-time Letterman winner. Wow. You know, dead serious. Like he's up against serious competition too. I've known Hudson for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have never seen him this hell bent dedicated on something. Right. And that's that I'll be honest. That's scary. Yeah. I mean, the one thing and um, yeah, the one thing that I think got, uh, had my attention, you know, grabbed me, so to speak from the show was the promo he cut, you know, when he showed, when he was announced as the newest member of the Chicago connection, I just, I hung out, he had me hanging on every word. And I remember like saying to myself, uh, and I think I even said to Brad, who was sitting next to me, I said, I've got to get this guy on my show. And I reached out to him like a few days later, had him on and absolute, you know, you know, absolute, absolute, absolute uh, pleasure to talk to and to deal with. And you can definitely tell this is a man that's dedicated to his craft. Absolutely. He is. You know, that was um, when I was thinking of a person to sign on to chicagoland without making a a big announcement Mm -hmm. but making the making his announcement on the show be the big deal right he was the guy i looked at Mm -hmm. i was like okay there's a lot of guys here but here's this guy who looks like an action figure comes from hollywood royalty doesn't use a hollywood royalty to get over but he comes from hollywood royalty and yet he is he he looks like the classic throwback 1980s wrestler when guys were bigger than life on television. Mm-hmm. You know, he looks like you know the guy who should be made inventing a 30,000 seat arena, you know, and and right. to have him be part of Chicago Land, I mean, that's that's a big deal, right? And 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 he's he's also very and one of the things that I really like about him is he's this, you know, look, he looks like he's chiseled out of stone. He's intense. He's dedicated, but he's also very well-spoken as well. And I think that's a great, just that he's, he's what I would like to think of, you know, to, you know, to quote, you know, to coin, you know, from one of my favorite wrestlers, Lex Luger, he is the total package. Absolutely. Yeah. He's very intelligent, man. Yes. Very. So, uh, yeah. So let's get right into it. Uh, your next show coming up is April 17th, uh, 2021 at the American Legion in uh, Michigan City, Indiana. So, uh, so yeah, let's just uh, spend some time talking about it. So, uh, what do we got? Uh, what do you have in store for uh, the fans? Are we, you want me to go down the, the match list of what we all have going on? Yeah, currently? and we'll kind of talk a little bit, maybe some history, some of the matches, like backstories thing, and just maybe yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just talk about well, the first. Since we just talked about the devil himself, uh, Jonathan Hudson makes his debut. And Chicagoland Championship Wrestling is in ring debut. And the man that he's wrestling against is the suplex scientist Chip Walker. Now, Chip is a uh, one of the green guys coming into the wrestling business. Mm-hmm. But we scouted him when he was wrestling in college. And for, like I said, he, he, has, he was a four-time Letterman winner. He was an NCAA All-American wrestler. Wow. You know, legitimate. He wrestles. His wrestling ability reminds me of Gary Albright. Okay. You know, so if you like someone just dropping guys like potatoes and suplexing people out of their boots, you know, Chip is is a suplex machine. You know, he's just one of those guys that 
you could beat on him all day and he will wait his time for you to make the wrong move and this this end it. You know. So when I was thinking of a perfect wrestler to to give the challenge to uh Jonathan Hudson to see if John Hudson really is the real deal. I look at Chip as okay, here's a guy's tough as nails. You can look back in the history of wrestling, the toughest wrestlers were amateur collegiate wrestlers, mm-hmm. the Briscoes, the Funks. You know, you can go through uh, Kurt Angle, you know, prime example. Yep. They will put a sandwich on your back and starve you. And, and, and that's just how good collegiate wrestlers are. If you notice something about Chicagoland Championship Wrestling, if you look at our roster's backstories, a lot of them are amateur wrestlers. Okay. And a lot of them has martial arts backgrounds. You know, like the Gotch Brothers, legit, mm-hmm. you know, collegiate All-Americans. You know, you have guys like Chip Walker. You have Emin Ewok has amateur wrestling background. You know, you look at uh, Brave and Fett. Muay Thai fighting. Uh, Chris Logan, martial arts. Chris Logan's brother, who will be coming soon to, to Chicagoland, is a Muay Thai fighter. You know, and that's just a, a yo-yo martial arts and, and amateur wrestling. So I'm a huge proponent and believer in uh, tough guys being on my roster. Evan Paragon has MMA background. As flashy and flamboyant as he is, he knows how to manipulate joints. So my opinion was Chip will, will make his debut right along with John Hudson. You have a suplex machine versus a man made of iron. Couldn't ask for a better fight. Man, if I wasn't already hyped up for this show, I'm even that much more hyped up now. And that's just the first match we talked about right now. So, Yeah. So let's take a look at some other matches we have, shall we? Absolutely. So. We have a six-person tag match. We have the shooterweight, Yoya, who I felt like in that, that debut match uh, versus Miles Mercer, those two really stole the show. Oh, yeah, that was a great way to open that show. I mean, you couldn't ask for two of, of the future wrestlers of our company to do what they did. And you take those two, then you take uh, Jackson P. Larkin, mm-hmm. who was impressive. Very. And then you put Brave and Fett in the ring. And then you take the over-the-top managerial skills, but also a legit wrestler in himself and C-Red. Absolutely. And you put him up in the ring against the baddest black belt around Janaya Kai. It's Kung Fu fighting. You couldn't ask for the best. I mean, you, you've got, you got Miles Mercer, who, who can brawl with the best of them. He can mat wrestle. He can high fly. Jackson P. Larkin can drop people with one hand, one punch. And C. Red has so many tricks in his bag. You think you're messing with Lucky Charms. You know, he's got he's got a bag full of gold, and you don't know what he's going to pull out of it. Then you got Yoga, who's a martial artist, but he also he's, he's an escape artist. Mm-hmm. If you're notice, every time Miles thought he had Yoga, Yoga found a way out of it. Yeah, yep. He all I mean he's so crafty at what he does. You got the 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 deadly. Uh, uh, the eight limb strikes of Raven Fett being a Muay Thai fighter, you know, his knees, his feet, his elbows, his fist, and that headbutt sometimes he throws too. You know, he's got ways of just being devastating. And then Janaya Kai is like uh, a martial arts movie come to life in the ring and, and, and wrestling with the ability that she has. 
And that's a six-person tag match because I'm a big believer in tag team wrestling and also mm-hmm. six-man and six-person tags. I know a lot of people may not like intergender wrestling, but I'm telling you this. This match has potential to be a show stiller with everyone involved. Is I mean, I, I firm when I, when I signed that match, I looked back and I said to myself, I hope that crowd's ready because with everybody involved in this, it's going to be really good. Well, one of the things, uh, just real quick, if I can interject here, you talk about intergender wrestling. My, my, my stance is on, on intergender wrestling is if done properly, it, it, absolutely. I mean, if it's, if, if it's the right two people, yes. it's telling the right story. If it's not being done just for the sake of doing it, I'm at, like, I was a huge fan of, and I, I don't know how familiar you are with the uh, the uh, storyline that uh, Tessa Blanchard and Sammy Callahan had in uh, Impact Wrestling when uh, yep. Tessa won the Impact Championship. Uh, I was a huge fan of that that storyline because I thought it was, and I thought it was very well done. You know, I know Tessa Blanchard's done some stuff with Brian Cage and and that, and then I've seen some other stuff, you know, like Lucha Underground stuff. And absolutely, you've done right intergender wrestling is can be amazing and just yeah i'm just i was again like i said about the last matches if i wasn't already as you know i'm already more excited now about this match just based on everything you're telling me about it than i was before we started this interview and i'm sure i'm going to be saying that about every match that we talk about here so let's talk about this other match coming up we have the uhc title match you just had him on your show jay cross the brawler yeah last week and he's going to be managed by uh, the man known as Damian Tyler, who is a Chicago veteran in wrestling. Mm-hmm. Now, Damian is not the biggest guy in the room, but don't let his size fool you. He punches like a super heavyweight. Now, a lot of people are, are already saying, you know, they feel bad for Ewok. But my thing is this. When I was putting this match together, I wanted to see two mirror images against each other. The way that Jay Cross wrestles is very similar to how Ewok does too. Mm-hmm. They won't back down. They'll fight you with every tooth and nail they have. They will come at you with steel chairs. They'll come at you with everything. Anything that's not bolted down, they'll hit you with it. And you have a big beer drinking brawler versus a, a guy from the city of Chicago from the south side who's a street fighter. And you're going to put them in a ring with no rules, relaxed rules. The only thing there is is a 20 count. They can win this match by pinfall, submission, or knockout. That's a bar brawl. Oh, man. And where, where, where would, be, would there be any more appropriate place to have a bar brawl than in a VFW? With a, with a bar. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. You see where I was going with that. So. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's why I told both of those guys, it's like, you know, I asked Jay Cross, but I was like, are you familiar with Ewoks? And he's like, I heard of him. And I was like, well, you'll be wrestling him. I think you need you need to watch him. I told the same thing to Ewok. So like, you need to watch Jay Cross. Both of them came back to me. Man, we're just going to beat the hell out of each other. And I'm like, yeah. And the fans are going to eat it up and they're going to love it. Oh, this yeah. is two, two hosses that are not going to back down and it's going to beat the hell out of each other. And the biggest winner of that match is going to be the fans. Mm-hmm. You know, for the fans who, who don't want to see the fancy wrestling stuff, they just want to see someone get punched in the face. 
That's the match for you. That is the match. If you want to see an ugly fight, that's going to be the ugly fight of the night. And that's the, probably one of the matches I'm looking forward to the most. Yeah, I know. I when I uh, after talking with uh, Jay last week, you know, I was really, uh, really, you know, looking forward to this. And I mean, I just, I was like, this ought to be, you know, quite interesting when, um, you know, when the match got announced. But yeah, just, you know, I, I can't wait. I love a good old fashioned fight, you know, with my pro, mixed in with my, uh, you know, pro wrestling. Another match that's coming up is the rematch between Tribunal and Nokos. And talking to Joe Blues and Brian Crazer, mm -hmm. they told me when they first were going to wrestle Tribunal, I, they believe they kind of let, well, I think they, they, they made a mistake of taking them too lightly. Mm -hmm. You know, and after that match, as, as you, he was there, you watched it, you know, uh, Brian had his nose broken. Uh, Joe Blues got smashed in the face with a cane. They got ugly. You know, Paragon and, and Jay Storm was not playing around with those two guys. And it was no coast to actually ask for the rematch because they feel like they have a point to prove. And now they got that fire lit under them and they're motivated to show Paragon, you know what, we're not great value brand Walmart wrestling. We're Chicago brand wrestling. And I think if you take those two kids now, they're 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 highly motivated for this. And then you have across the ring someone who's a joint manipulator in Jace Thorne who will pick opponent apart. And then you have the guy with the golden tongue, the gift for gab, all the drip and everything going along with it. Mm -hmm. Paragon. That's gonna be a great tag team match. Right, absolutely. I mean, it was, you know. I was, I remember talking to you before the show, uh, that I was like, you know, kind of already becoming fan of, uh, becoming a fan of no coast because I really liked the, uh, the videos that they were doing, especially the Wayne's world parody one. Cause you know, I love Wayne's world, and oh, then, yeah. So, but yeah, I really liked, you know, I really like what, what they bring to the ring and I was really impressed also with the tribunal, you know, and I look forward to this rematch. I think it's going to be, uh, it, it's, it, it has these, the, all the potential in the world to be even that much better than their first match. And I think so too. Speaking of tribunal, we'll see the debut of Chris Moore of the tribunal against Marche Rocket. Okay. And you, cool. if you have not seen Chris Moore, I have not. Owe yourself a favor and YouTube him. You take a man that's the size of a refrigerator. Mm -hmm. He has how broad he is. He's a he is a a massive, powerful guy, but he has the agility of a cruiserweight. And seeing a guy with that size and strength against another man who is known for his size and strength and ability with, with moving around with, with cruiserweight agility and Marche Rocket, that's another match. And I, I kind of repeat this maybe, but this is the way I feel about this. Absolutely. Every match on this card could be match of the night. That's when you know you have a stacked card, though. I mean, you look at some of these shows, you know, shows that like, you know, WWE, you know, AEW, all the major promotions put on and you can say, uh, you know, maybe you got a couple matches out of all of this whole card that, you know, could be match a night. But I mean, then you went, but you know, you've got a good show when you can objectively look at every single match in that card and say to yourself, this has potential to be match of the night. So. And that's how I see it too. 
when I book stuff, I'm like, man, that's really good. Oh, oh man, that's really good too. You know, and, and, and you want to see things that even as a promoter, you would be excited to see. If you're excited to see it, you can definitely know the fans are more than likely going to be excited to see it too. 100% agree. Another match has been almost nearly two years in the making. We're finally going to see it happen. Hopefully COVID don't screw this up. You know, we have youth gone wild on one side of the ring and Joey and Jacob, the Gotch brothers on the other side. Yeah. the And I know you've been following this too. Mm-hmm. It's no longer a, uh, Oh, let's make a little passive joke about someone's over here on Facebook or whatever. It's gotten personal. It's, it, dude, it, it's to the point both of them want to just go punch the other right in the mouth. Mm. It's the point that we have to literally give one tag team a locker room and the other tag team a locker room because we put them in the same locker room together, they'll end up fighting. We have to separate them before, until they get to the ring because mm. it, it's just – I can't hire that much security to break that up. There's no way. Those two, they, they want to hit each other and beat each other up so bad. Almost every day I get a message from Tom, Matt, Joey, and Jacob. I'll hear it on both sides. Are you really sure you want this match? Are you really sure you want to book us? Because I might gouge out the other guy's eye. Or I might go smash his head into a wall and, and knock him out because he runs his big mouth. It's, it's no longer a wrestling match. It's two guys that are just fed up and pissed off at each other that wants to fight. And I've told this to uh, Tom and Matt both. I was like, you guys are double tough. You guys have been, you know, veterans in this wrestling business for a long time. You took on some of the best of the best. Mm-hmm. And yeah, the Gosh brothers might be uh, new to the business. But the thing is, though, you took two collegiate wrestlers. One was a U.S. Marine who served on the Marine National Wrestling Team. Oh, Think wow. about how tough that has to be. It just, you know, you get in the Marines alone. Joey Gotch was so good. The Marine Corps put him on their national wrestling team. Wow. Out of all those recruits in the Marines. And he was good enough to, be on, to represent their legacy in the military to wrestle other, other teams. And I told him, I was like, you guys got to understand that you're, you're literally pissing off a bloodborne generation wrestlers that has a legacy in their blood. They've been wrestling since they're five years old. And you're mocking them. You're mocking their grand, uh, great-great-grandfather. You're mocking their family. You're mocking where they're from. You know, it's kind of like walking up to a giant bull in the field and smacking it, and hopefully it doesn't gore you. <laughs> and and, and I, when I told guys, I told both of them on both sides, you're playing with fire, guys. And you know what? I'll, I'll give you the match to wrestle. And, and, and if it ends up into a fight that goes through the into the city, into the streets, you know, I... I I'll, I'll guess I'll take responsibility on the insurance damage that they'll probably end up doing. But man, I've talked to multiple people about uh, hiring extra security just for that match alone. Cause I have a feeling this might fight. This might end up going into the crowd. I'm well, just going to be honest. Yeah. Well, you know, I've offered up and you know, my, you know, Hey, you ever need me for anything? Let me know. But that's one thing. I think if you ask me if you, if you Hey, do you want to be security for that match? I might have to turn you down on that. So <laughs> I don't blame you. I'm a former wrestler and then I don't want to get involved in it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be the one losing an eye. <laughs> you know? Yeah. But you know what? Me being the fan I am and stuff, I'd probably kind of be a little starstruck. Be like, ah, oh, yeah, sure. I'll do it. And then I'll probably regret it the next day. We'll see. <laughs> Great. Another match we got coming up, uh, you know, we talked about a, a, a real Haas fight. 
you have Zeke Kickham, the Amish powerhouse versus Garrison Creed, the mercenary. Oh, I can't wait for that one. That's one of the ones I'm really excited for. Two big guys that don't back down. Nope. You know, and I think uh, when the fans saw Zeke for the first time, I think some people thought like, oh, this is going to be one of those comical Amish gimmicks. And then they saw what him and Ewok was doing and they were like, wow, okay, this this guy really impressed a lot of people. He was one of those guys that um, are, are UK reviewers, uh, uh, John Ers and John Scott, when they did our uh, Power 4 TV review. Mm. They they mentioned that match like, you know, uh, Ewok reminded them of Jonathan Gresham. Yeah. But but they were also talking about Zeke and were like, but man, he was he was impressive because he was hitting one big power move after power move and that clothesline mm. that he hit, you know, Ewok with the tournament inside out was like, oh my God. And then Garrison, you know, you talk about a guy that's a hybrid athlete. He can mat wrestle, he can strike, he can high fly, you know, and, and you put him in that in that frame that he has and, and the power uh, that he has and power lifting. You know, it's a it's scary to think what that man has potential to do, you know, right along with his combat experience. Absolutely. You know, that match I'm looking forward to. Another match, we have the Sin City Playboys, led by Johnny Nye with Bo Anderson in their corner with Solomon Stone and Tully Bertarelli. Take it on Gunner Brave, the debuting Conan Lycan which I'll show you some Conan Lycan stuff. I think you're going to be really impressed with him. Oh, I look forward to it. 6'2", 250 pounds. He could do a 450 splash. Oh, he, he could, he's, he's, he's take Roman Reigns and add about uh, a Jaguar uh, agility to him. That is what uh, Conan Lycan reminds me of. Wow. And then you have the never say die baby face of Jared Kripke, who is a talented wrestler himself here in the state of Indiana making his debut along with Gunner's uh, a good friend, Conan Lycan. And here we have the battle of the future taking on the stars of the present right now. Mm-hmm. And, oh, and you've seen uh, Johnny Nye's latest uh, promo, did you not? I did, and I loved it. He went into Gunner's house when Gunner wasn't even there. Yeah. Talk about invasion of a man's privacy, if you think about uh, this. Yeah, you really can't get any more invasive than going into somebody else's home when they're not there. Johnny called me the night that he did this. Well, I'm sending to you. And I'm thinking, okay, whatever. You know, it's probably you talking about how great you are. He's like, oh, no, I think you'd be, you're going to be kind of, you know, drawn to the floor. Okay, heard this before. Sure enough, I get the video the next day. And I get a call from Gunner Brave. And Gunner is going off. He's like, can you believe I was away from my, my house? He shows up, knocks on the door, talks to my mother. Who was staying at his house because it was during the Christmas holidays. Mm-hmm. He tells his mother that he is his best friend. She invites him in. He goes about doing his business. She even bakes a, bakes cookies for this guy. Oh, man. Eats the cookies, drinks his milk, eats his food, has a good laugh behind this woman's back. Then proceeds to go down the stairs, set up his camera, and let Gunner know, hey, by the way, Gunner, I'm sitting here at your, your, your house. 
your room's what you know, right over here, right, right across from this this staircase. How does it feel to know that I'm in your house and you're not here, but your mom is? I mean, how would you feel if someone did that? I mean, that, that's such an invasion of privacy, but man, it's such a smack in the face to to your family. Yeah, I'd I'd be I'd be livid and I'd be ready to tear somebody's head off if they did that, pulled that on me. And you have that brewing already mm-hmm. with Gunner looking across the ring at Johnny, wanting to get his hands on Johnny. And then you got Tolly, who's who's the strong man of the group mm-hmm. of the Playboys. And then across the ring is looking at him as Conan Lycan, who's a who's a beast of is his own rights. You have Solomon Stone with his ability and what he does best, and his money on top of that. And then you have the never say die attitude of Jared Kripke looking at him. And then you got the main benefactor. Yeah, Bo Anderson. Who's always got a trick up his sleeve. Who's always got a plan mm-hmm. when it comes to what, what, you know, whatever battle he's in. Courtroom, contracts, whatever. He knows what he's doing. And on top of that, Bo can actually wrestle too. He's one of those guys. Don't let him fool you. He's also pretty dangerous himself. You got that as a trios match. And the thing is, mm-hmm. we're not even done yet. Wait, there's more? There's more. All Absolutely. right, let's keep going, man. I'm loving so, it. Outside of all these great grudge matches, feuds, we have first-time debuts. We have a six-person tag match. Also, at this show, we're going to have a contract signing and I can't say the talent yet. Okay. But it'll be two men debuting at Chicago Land Championship Wrestling who will be wrestling each other that we're going to have a contract signing off. And it's been one of the matches that everyone in the Midwest has wanted to book. And yet we, have, as, as Chicago Land Championship Wrestling, will be the first company to debut that match. And it's two of two of the best prospects and two men that have made a name for themselves have won championships all across the Midwest that will finally be facing down for the first time against each other. So they're going to have the contract signing and the match at this show? Contract signings at our April show, but the match will be coming up on our August event. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. And I think when the fans see who comes out, I think they're going to lose their mind when they see it. I'm excited for it. I'm you. I'm I'm just as excited as well. Well, I'm just like I'm wishing I had. I, there was a way that tomorrow could be April seventeenth. We also have our main event. We have for the Chicago Land Heavyweight Championship. We have the Shogun versus former TNA star D Ray Three Thousand, the Frogun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, the Frogon versus the Shogun. Oh, that that that's 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 top billing right there, just in that alone. Frogun versus Shogun. Two Kung Fu masters going at it, you know, and who who's the baddest man in in all of the Midwest? Who's the baddest man in all of Chicago land? You know, Detroit versus Chicago. And that match is something that has been people have been trying to build forever. We'll have that at our show. And our partners at Lucha Libre Boom and Guerrero's Azteca Wrestling is working with me right now. Mm-hmm. 
to bring in one of Mexico's greatest wrestlers to Ooh. debut at our event. So we will see authentic Mexican style Lucha Libre. I love me some authentic Mexican style Lucha Libre. So this is probably one of the most stacked shows in the Midwest, but my God, as a promoter and, and businessman, um, I'm excited to present this event to all of you. But most importantly, as a uh, person who still loves the wrestling business as a fan, you know, uh, take away the, the years of being a wrestler, a manager, promoter, booker, production guy, throw that all aside, just being a fan. I'm excited to watch this show mm-hmm. that we're producing. Because I know that if the October show got fans really excited, I feel like this huge April event is just going to just have people on the edge of their seat. And, you know, I'm, I'm so looking forward to that rowdy crowd. Oh, man, that was part that of, so cool to be part of that crowd in October. One of the loudest crowds I've ever been a part of. Just, just walking through that crowd. Mm-hmm. I was on my cell phone trying to make a call and I couldn't hear myself in the talk <laughs> of how loud that crowd was. And that's a good sign. That's a good thing. When you can't hear yourself talking at a wrestling event, you know, you're at a good wrestling event oh, when people are, are that rowdy and having a good time, you know? So, yeah, I mean, Dennis, whew, what a card we have. And what, what a card, man. Yeah. And then on top of it, we, we have you, the great Brad Marcus, and uh, uh, I think his name is Hooven. Uh, Jovan. Jovan, yes. I always apologize for messing his name. But we have you three awesome guys there that are going to be doing a pre-show. Yeah, yeah. we would definitely love to do that. So we have that going on. Uh, we're also working with uh, the head of Mas Lucha, a uh, television company from Mexico. Uh, we're working on having him come up and he's going to be doing uh, live interviews in Spanish for the Mexican television viewers. Oh, wow. Um, That's amazing. Too. So, yeah, it, it's going to be a, a World's Collide type of show. It's going to be all the good stuff that makes wrestling awesome with awesome people involved. Just having a good night. And I'm, I'm excited for this probably more than anything else. I really am. I'm ready for 2021 to be a great year uh, for wrestling, but you know what? I think this is going to be one of the shows that help kick that off. I, I, I just agree. And like I said, I talked to you before we recorded, uh, you know, just our conversations throughout and stuff. And I just, it, it's just, it's so awesome. Like I'm so, I, it's so nice to have something to look forward to because we really, as a, as a society have not had that luxury in almost a year now, since this whole COVID thing became a big issue, you know, so having something like this, just kind of it's it's just makes me that much even more you know just like looking forward to it and i'm not just saying it because you know like again i've mentioned many times before to you and some of the people i've had on the show and stuff that this is actually my that is that that shows the night before my birthday so i'm looking forward to being at you know celebrating my birthday with some you know really good friends and some great wrestling and stuff you know but just just for the people to have something like this to look forward to, you know, it's just, again, when there really hasn't been much for the world to look forward to in this last year or so, it's just, it's really great to, you know, have something like this. And it's just, it's, it kind of gives me, you know, and everybody else, you know, something to, you know, say, Hey, we have something to look forward. We have something to help keep us going, you know, in these tough times and stuff like that. And 
Uh, so I uh, kind of want to segue into a little bit of something that's not wrestling related. And I want to talk about uh, like, you know, we've all talked about how we've t- had, you know, we're all on this journey, you know, with uh, COVID and everything, you know, and it's kind of changed the way we've done things. And, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you know, it's been nothing but bad this last year, but there's also been a lot of good things that have happened, you know, since COVID started, you know, I started my two podcasts, I've gotten to meet you, I've gotten to know some of your talent, I've gotten to go to the show and stuff. But one of the things, and this is something you and I have really started to bond over these last uh, few weeks and stuff is like the, is like, you know, personal journeys that we're both going on. Um, a lot of you who have followed me, you know, know me and, you know, follow me on Facebook and seen my journey. And I've uh, took it upon myself to, uh, you know, go on a diet back in the middle of September. And we're in, you know, middle of January, we're coming up on four months. And, you know, I've, you know, I can probably say I've lost over 60 pounds and just being able to be, I'm proud of that. And it's just, it's so nice that like, you know, I've had people message me, you know, my friends text me, you know, message me on Facebook is dude, you've inspired me. And I know um, you yourself, and I kind of want you to, uh, you know, if you wouldn't mind sharing a little bit about, you know, your own personal journey here, just because, you know, you telling me what you've done is really just, it really validates what I'm doing because I'm doing this for myself, but just knowing what I'm doing for myself is inspiring others to do the same. It's like, it's so, it's so amazing. It's just, it's humbling. And if you wouldn't mind, I want to, um, I'd like for you to share your story as well, too. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, of course with COVID-19, you know, kind of causing a lot of folks to go through depression, causing gyms to close down, cause, you know, personal places. I mean, a lot of people would always like to mock someone about going to the gym, like, oh, what, you can't work out at home. I've always been a home workout guy, so I can't, you know, make excuses for myself, but for a lot of people who were, that gym gives people motivation. Mm-hmm. You, know, you go there and you see other people working out, you get motivated to work out too. And for people to lose that, you know, a lot of folks gained weight. A lot of folks went through depression. Yeah. And, you know, I went through it myself. Uh, 2020, a little personal insight about my my battle with the year. Um, started out, uh, COVID-19 started taking uh, away some friends of mine personally that I worked with. I lost uh, three good co-workers mm. to COVID. Uh, then my best friend, Chris, uh, that everybody knows about, yeah. uh, you know, he lost his battle to stage four cancer. And then my job where I worked at got liquidated because of COVID-19. So I lost my, my job as with, with employment because of it. So, and that's all before the month of June. <laughs> So it was yeah. just like, bam, 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 bam. You know, yeah. almost like, oh my God, can can 2020 just give me a break? I mean, come on, man. You know, and, um, you know, I, I've, I've talked about depression before, you know, in, in the battles that we all have with it. And there's some people that are more open with their battle with depression than others. And myself, I'm a suicide survivor. And I'm proud of that. I'm proud that I'm alive. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that I felt. And I did have a little bit of depression, not not bad like i had in years past but it was one like okay i've i've lost all this i know i need to get back up i need to better myself and the problem was i went from being slender and i probably put on about 40 50 pounds mm-hmm. and i felt it at the show i i felt it definitely when i saw the, the the video back i'm like oh god i really let myself go and you don't really notice that in the, in the mirror a lot you're like ah mirror just puts on weight 
right. then you actually see yourself and you're like oh my god like i really let myself go come on man yours better than this you know and then when i met you finally in person and seeing your statuses on Facebook, like, hey, guys, I lost five pounds. And I'm like, awesome, man. Keep keep that up. While myself is eating ice cream and letting myself get in this thought in my head, oh, no, you're just you're just a hoss. You're fine. Like, yeah, no, uh, my knees are starting to hurt a lot now. My ankles are, too. I need to, need to do something about this. Mm-hmm. But meeting you in person, hearing your your struggles that you went through, your battles with your depression that you, you had to overcome. And your motivation to be a better you inspired the hell out of me that night that when I went home, I I told my wife, I was like, you know, finally met, you know, DDJ. And not only is he an awesome person, but every day, you know, you see him putting in the work every day, you see him trying to help out other people. And then most importantly, we see that you're, you know, you're, you lost 60 pounds. Holy crap. That's like, you know, a small child, you know, if you really think about that. That's probably, it's roughly the equivalent of uh, my son, a little bit more than what my son weighs. Like my son's, I think in the mid forties, what he weighs, he's five and stuff. So I just think that's kind of, I hit that marker and I realized, and I think I even thought about this when I realized this, I said something to my wife and then my mom and it was just like, wow, that, and that really put things into perspective. I basically lost, you know, the, the equivalent of what my son weighs like I lost you know I lost the equivalent of you know a five-year-old boy yeah and that's thinking about about all the the pressure on your body carrying that weight mm-hmm. you know I, I mean I feel it myself now you know getting back into working out you know I'm, I'm doing a lot of my old wrestler workouts my my Indian clubs my mesas yep. uh, I do a uh, uh, hundred uh, Hindu push-ups hundred squats uh, every day uh, continuously work on eating proper food, you know, cutting out the sweets, cutting out the soda, which the soda has been like the biggest pain in the ass. Mm. It's like, cause I used to be like, Oh man, Coca-Cola and you crack the can open and you just have a good. And now it's like, I'm thinking to myself now, like, okay, how many days can I get away from not drinking a soda? And now I'm making a game out of it. Yeah. Cause you know, when you make a game out of something, you have fun with it. Yep. So drinking water, you know, yep. And my goal is by June to at least lose 40 pounds. That is my goal. Oh, yeah. And then after, after, after I get to that 40 pound mark, I want to try to lose another 40 pounds. Yep. That's kind of the same attitude I've had. Like I said, I have a set place in mind of where I want to be. I'm almost there. But when I get there, I'm not going to stop. I want to keep going because I want to see how far I can take this. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the best mentality to have. Okay. Now I lost this weight. Now what I do? Okay. I go to the gym and I work out and sculpt my body. I make my body look healthier. I, I, I have strength, you know, and I can carry on because my motivation, I think, is the same as yours. We both are family men. Mm-hmm. And we want to live a, a decent enough long life to see our family grow and move on and be happy people in their adulthood yeah. and their life. And, of course, we have you know, our wives, you know, we want to live a long life to, to, to be with them. Mm-hmm. I mean, who the hell wants to be buried in a casket at 40 years old? I don't. I That's, that's my biggest fear. I don't want to die young. I want to be an old man that just enjoyed living a very unique life and get to tell the grandkids stories. You know, that's that's my, my philosophy I want to do in life. Live long enough to enjoy every moment, everything that comes with it. 
good, bad, or the ugly, and be inspired to live life. And it's just like, I, I, I think about, you know, mentioning about, you know, living long enough to enjoy, you know, like talk, you know, telling stories to my grandkids and stuff, you know, it's just, I watched how my dad, uh, would interact with my son and you know you know, and i out there i always think about this little video that i have i saved on my phone this was my son was uh he wasn't even three months old and we were at a uh, birthday party for like my cousin's uh kid and you know i have this video of my dad just sitting there holding my son and there you know my son's three months old and all he can do is you know ah ah you know my dad's doing it. it's like they're having their own little conversation and stuff you know and it's just you know, I look at that and I think about that and I want, you know, someday I hope to be able to do that, you know, with my grandson or my granddaughter, you know, when my son, you know, if my son has kids after he graduates high school and then, you know, has decent, you know, <laughs> stuff, I'm talking at least 18 and stuff, you know, but I want that, you know, and it's just, I want to be able to see, you know, my, you know, my grand, you know, if I have a grandchild, you know, I want to see him grow up, you know, one of the biggest tragedies and one of the hardest things that I've had to deal with, you know, my dad being gone is, you know, he's, you know, he got, he never got, he, he'll never get to see my, you know, never get to see my son be in kindergarten. He'll never get to see him, you know, you know, go to junior high and stuff like that. You know, there's so much that like, he won't be there for physically. Now I know he's there spiritually and he's mm. there in spirit and stuff, but it's just, I think about that and, you know, and that was kind of one of the things as well, too, is I want to be around. So like, I can see, you know, you know, my son get married, you know, start his own family. I want to see, you know, have him, you know, have him have a little, you know, have some kids, you know, and be a grandparent and stuff like that and be able to do all those things with my grandchild that my dad did with my son, you know, and it's just that that's another thing that's really kind of like when I realized I needed to do something that was I kind of one of the things I took into consideration. Yeah, and I can relate to that, man, losing both my parents. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, um, yeah, it's hard when you kind of think back into like, okay, you know, they're, they're not here to see this. Right. But we can change that for ourselves, mm-hmm. you know, at least with our physical health, to be there for our families. Right. You know, and that's me is, is the greatest motivation I have right now is I want to live life. Mm-hmm. And for order for me to live life, I have to make my changes to, to live healthy. You yep. know, I mean, I, I quit all my bad habits over the years. I don't smoke. I don't drink. Uh, I, I don't do drugs. You know, my, my greatest drug is, you know, uh, finding happiness, finding the joys and the hobbies and things that I do, you know, that's my high, you know, uh, going, uh, talking to people, inspiring people as much as I can, mm-hmm. finding people who have, uh, who've always heard the word no or cannot and tell them you can, but it's up to you to believe in yourself, Absolutely, you know, because I, I also was once in that, that boat. I had people, my 10th grade teacher told me once, she said, I hope you're ready with a shovel in hand because all you're going to be in your life is someone who digs a ditch. Wow. And yeah. And, but you know, I didn't let that anger me. It hurt. I ain't gonna lie. It hurt me bad, mm-hmm. but it was one of those things that also taught me, okay, my goal now is to prove this teacher wrong and graduation senior year, you know, proved her wrong on that. Uh, you know, because I was considered a, a potential high school dropout. So 
But hey, graduate three point five average, not bad. You know, yeah. turned it around, but took took some time, but did it. You know, but it was it's one of those things for guys like me, you, and and people who've been through the the grind of having people tell us good luck or or yeah, you, know, you know that's a nice goal, but you know, good luck on having that. Guys like us, we we didn't listen to it. You know, we went out and we grabbed it. We kept on running with it until we got it. And that, to me, um, is an example of the difference between winners. And I hate to call anybody a loser because I don't, I don't believe I, – I hate that word. But the difference between the, the, the cans and cannots. The cannots will be told you can't do something. And they believe in themselves they can't. So they sit there and they don't do nothing. The cans are people who have been told they cannot do something. And they refuse to listen to those words. Mm-hmm. And they made believers out of everyone around them because they believe in themselves. That to me is the difference between winners and losers more than anything else. Is that people who accept defeat, they're never going to achieve anything. We're all going to lose. Sooner or later, we're all going to fall down. We're all going to not be knocked down. as is how life is. But it's the importance of getting back up, dusting ourselves off, and chasing after our dreams and our goals and achievements, and then helping inspire others behind us to do the same thing, is how people become winners. Man, that's that's just that's some really good stuff, and that, and just you know, most pretty much anybody out there listens to this, they already know me, um, you know, and I'm sure you would echo the same sentiments for those of your, you know, your friends and family, and you know, that are gonna listen, gonna listen to this and stuff, you know. Anytime I've always prided myself on being someone people can go to much like yourself and anytime, you know, anybody, you you know, I mean, it's, it's always nice to have someone to help you along the way. And, you know, it's always nice to have that tag team partner, you know, that support system and stuff, because it makes things so much easier and just anybody out there, you know, don't ever, you're, you're never alone in this world. You know, if you ever need anything, reach out, you know, there will always someone that'll be out there willing to lend a hand. And I know John would, you would probably echo those same words. No, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Dennis. Yeah, so, well, all right. Well, I think that's about all I got for uh, today, John, I want to take, uh, take a moment to thank you uh, again for coming on and uh, not only talking about, you know, show and stuff, but just talking about life and inspiration and stuff, you know, it was, it was, it was really something that I hope, if it helps at least one person who listens to this show, then it was worth it. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, always honored to be on the show with you, but most of all, I'm honored to have you as a friend. So I feel the same way. thank you for, for being the coolest person around, man. Honestly, I could, couldn't thank, uh, thank you enough. Well, I feel the same way. I mean, you, you basically, you, you know, I've said this to you. I've said this to a lot of people, you know, you got, you treated me like, you know, I was part of the, the team, you know, at the show. And I really look forward to, uh, you know, seeing everybody there on the 17th, you know, we're going to have some fun and, you know, get some, you know, just, you know, have some fun, drink some beers or whatever, you know, and watch some wrestling. Hey man, that's the best way to go at it. Absolutely. Yeah. And then just real quick before I call it a wrap here, uh, once again, uh, John, if you wouldn't mind telling, uh, my audience here, how they can, uh, you know, if, uh, how to get uh, tickets for the show. Yeah. Go to uh, ChicagolandChampionshipWrestling.com. That's all one word. Uh, if you go to our event section uh, on our page, if you scroll down, you will see our tickets. It is via PayPal. And uh, once you buy your tickets, 
I will be glad to not only write out a letter of thank you for each and every one of the fans for doing that, but also uh, send in some cool stuff along the way too. So we're always about being uh, fan friendly the most uh, and then providing a great wrestling experience a second. Because you know what? If you're not friendly with your fans, he's going to be there to watch you. So, you know, it's all about having a good time and and building a family together. And uh, all of our fans uh, that are listening from the bottom of my heart, from all the guys and girls that works with us, thank you. All right. Well, John, thanks once again. And uh, have a great rest of uh, the day. And obviously, I know I'll be talking to you throughout these uh, next few months leading up to the show. But I look forward to seeing you in person here in about uh, three months. Absolutely. Same to you, my friend. You have yourself a wonderful evening. I plan on it. This is Steve Michaels, the master of the Chicago bear hug. And you are listening to what you say with DDJ. And if you don't listen, I swear I will send the rest of the legacy of brutality after you. And you don't want that. Wow, John, thank you so much for coming back and sharing your uh, inspirational story. I'm so touched and honored that I can be considered your hero and inspiration for uh, you doing the things that you're doing. I will fully support you every step of the way. And uh, yeah, the big announcement in case you guys uh, just need a refresher, uh, yours truly, along with uh, my fellow uh, partner in crime of the junkyard, Giovanni Tuhati, and uh, Toilet Side Wrestling Talks, Brad Marcus. We three will be the host of the Chicagoland Championship Wrestling Saturday Night Grapple Masters uh, pre-show coming up on April 17th. Details on how you can watch uh, will be forthcoming in a subsequent episode. And also be sure to check the Pro Wrestling Junkies Facebook page along with our own personal Facebook pages uh, for details on how you can uh, watch. Uh, there are tickets still available for the April 17th, 2021 show in Michigan City, Indiana, and uh, you can get them at ChicagolandChampionshipWrestling.com. Information's coming across the screen right now, and you can also uh, check the episode description wherever you get your uh, podcast. Well, that's all the time I have this week. Uh, tune in next week for the 25th episode of What Do You Say with DDJ? As always, thanks so much for listening and have a great night, everybody.